will set it up. A three-pointer would tie the game. There's 40 seconds to go. Here's the three from the corner by Charles Bullseye. Welcome to the IU Panthers podcast. I'm your host, Rich Moser. One week away from the start of the 2021 college basketball season, and this week on episode 17 of the IU Panthers podcast, we preview the Eastern Illinois men's basketball season. The Panthers were picked fifth in the OVC preseason poll and feature returning preseason all-conference players Max Smith and Josiah Wallace. Today we speak with head coach Jay Spoonauer and seniors George Dixon and Marvin Johnson about the upcoming season. The IU Panthers podcast is brought to you by Consolidated Communications. Visit consolidated.com and learn more about the future of broadband services for your home and your business. In EIU Athletics news this week, the Panthers swim team returns to action at Indianapolis for their second meet of the season. Also, EIU Athletics mourned the loss of Director of Football Performance Joe Orozco, who passed away last weekend. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his friends and family. For the latest information on EIU Athletics, visit us online at eiupanthers.com or follow us on Twitter at EIU underscore Panthers. If you like this episode of EIU Panthers podcast, then be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio podcasts. Now to episode 17 of EIU Panthers podcast, our season preview for Eastern Illinois men's basketball. And welcome to another edition of EIU Panthers podcast. We're doing our EIU men's basketball preview this week, and we're joined by head coach Jay Spoon, our coach joining us. Yeah, you bet. All right, so you season about a week away from when we'll, we'll broadcast this, and schedule maybe looks a little bit different than what I know you drew up in the summer. Yeah, they, you know, ours isn't too much different than uh, what it started out compared to what some people have dealt with. Some folks have overhauled the whole deal. Ours basically stayed the same from December on. Um, you know, we did we lost the Kansas game, which was a big deal. You know, we, we talked about that, and then we were going to have a home game with with Milwaukee to start the season. But other than that, it's it's stayed basically the same. Um, so we had to try to try to replace the Kansas game. We're going and playing, uh, you know, Wisconsin and and Marquette in the first week. So that's you would normally choose to do that kind of thing, but that's what we're doing. Now you talk about that out of kind of necessity. You're almost playing that murderer's row of, of three games in five days to open the season, yeah. and we played Wisconsin last year, and I would not have predicted them to be a, a, a top ten ranked team. I knew they were a good team, but I guess maybe they've got enough pieces back and. And are predicted to be pretty high. Yeah, they um, the whole Big Ten is is really good, and the you know the the kid the Reavers kid inside, we knew he was good, and man was he good. And so they've got him and everybody else back for the most part. And so um, you just don't, and, and you know they were a, they were an NCAA tournament team last year, and so I mean I think that it's a completely warranted. No one really knows what anybody is right now, but you know they're good. At what level good, I'm, you know, they're probably looking forward to finding out too. Um, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's an awful good ball club. We did fine, um, you know, for for a large part of that game. Um, I looked at it again the other day. I think it was a, at one point it was a three point game with about eight minutes to go, which was good. And then they they really got serious and, and made some good plays. But um, no, I mean it's a, it's a. Obviously, these first three games are, are really going to be hard, and and I, 
I, you would think Wisconsin is the toughest of all of them, but shoot, when you, start, when you have Marquette and then you have Butler, all of them in a three-day span or four-day span, it's tough. Now, one of the things that you talked about the Wisconsin, one of the things they were able, I think, to do last year is kind of just with their size eventually just wear you down. You guys went out and addressed that in the offseason, brought in several new players, and, and there's some big players. Yeah, we've got um, the, the mainly the, the there's three big guys that we added. You know, Skip and George did, did a great job, and um, they had to go against guys that were – four and five inches taller than them all the time not just when they would we would play bigger teams but when you play whoever EKU everybody's got a six nine guy and so um they're in up there battling out at six six and six four and they did they did great um it will help them to play you know not play out of position as much and not have to guard uh guys that are so much bigger than them and so Madani and uh Sam Friday and and Barlow Alaruzzo are all guys with with six nine or better size, and um, that does that in itself does not guarantee anything, but it does allow it allows Skip and George to play against you know guys closer to what they look like. Now you have a lot of the pieces back from last year on the perimeter, and you talked about George and Skip kind of as your inside guys. How important is that to have a lot of those that senior leadership back, especially when you look at a backcourt that's going to have a Max Smith and a Josiah Wallace starting together for their third straight year. Yeah, it's a big deal to have anybody, anyone that you can have back, especially early in the season. Um, you know, you're able to move along a little bit faster and putting, put more things in than you normally would. Um, and I think the new guys are, are, they're all, you know, mostly, mostly all of them are going to get in the games and, and uh, they're, they're all going to challenge for some serious minutes. And so, um, it may not just be overall that they all all just get in there right away, but I think that there's I mean between the big guys we mentioned and then Junior and and, and Henry, those guys are going to have a, they're going to have a shot to go out there and help us. And so we were we had stretches where we were pretty darn good team, and then we had some stretches where we weren't. You hope that all the new guys coming or all the all the guys returning will kind of make those times that we weren't so good. We've outgrown that a little bit, and hopefully we can just kind of continue to get better. Now you mentioned Junior Farquhar. He's a he's a transfer. He started his career at Middle Tennessee, so he has Division One experience. Then went to junior college. He's a guy that kind of is right now. Would people that are familiar with the program kind of he would slide into like Sharif's type spot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we had Sharif playing point, and then until Dang got hurt, Dang was playing a lot of point. Um, and then when when uh, Dang went out. Josiah had to spend a lot of time playing point. We tried Marvin some at the point, and it was you know you really don't want like Josiah. You want him thinking more about scoring, and and your your point guard needs to organize people. And so, Junior's very good at that. And it'll be something that it's not like he has to think about doing. He's just a you know he's a guy that kind of controls the game. And so um, it'll it's a he came from a you know the number one JUCO team in the country ran ran their show. So he can he he's been through it before. Real sharp guy, real smart guy, good kid, and and uh, he's trying to tries to do everything you, you want him to do. And he's he's you know he he missed some time uh, just with some health issues early on, but he's he's good to go now. Now the OVC strong as always. Eastern picked fifth, which is probably based on a lot of times it's where you finished last year. That's yeah. probably about where you expected us to be picked this year. Especially everybody else has everybody back too. I mean the Austin P's got all kinds of good players back. Same with Murray. Uh, EKU, same deal. So those are the ones that are all above us. Um, and, you know, we, we, we beat Murray. We beat 
uh, Austin P, but they were by no means was it. I mean, it wasn't like we were better than them. We but we were at least good enough to compete with them. Um, EKU uh, had a great year last year, and so I think we can at least see ourselves on that on that level. But you don't have to look very far to realize that there's the folks right behind you aren't any different than you either. You know what I mean? Like everybody always looks yeah. up. Shoot, every everyone Tennessee Tech or whoever it is, or there everybody in in every league. But everybody in our league can beat you. Our league is really it's really going to be good. Now you talk about that. You added two non-conference games. The league went to twenty conference games. Is that a good thing, or is it going to kind of wait till the end of the year to see how it all plays out? You mean adding the two yeah. conference games? I, I mean. I think it's fine. You know, the whole, the reason they did it, we're all just worried that we're not going to be able to get a season in yeah. because, it, you know, just there's people dealing with some serious stuff with COVID. But here's how it, here's how it affects us. Kids are testing all the time um, for the most part in some of these games uh, where you have contracted games. If you test positive two weeks prior to the game, they cancel the game. So... Uh, the, you, when, you, when you have situations like that, or if you had a deal where you had three or four guys test positive, you're going to miss a lot of games. You're going to miss maybe four games in a shot because the, the chances of your team getting quarantined then are really strong. And when you look at a 27 game season, you know it's it's just a it's really iffy on whether how many games you're going to get in. So we're, we're just going to be you know just be as smart as we can be. You wash your hands, you stay away from folks, you wear your mask when you can, and, and hope, hopefully you can stay as healthy as possible. Now the other big thing that's going to be different, I'm seeing this school-to-school school right now, and it's almost a school-by-school school basis. Eastern will have no fans here. Mm-hmm. A handful of the opponents you play, Wisconsin, Marquette, two of the three to start with will have no fans. Uh, what kind of impact do you, you think that will have on the guys, or, or is it is hard to even tell until they get out there for that first time? I know it has to have an impact. I mean, like when you heard the Major League Baseball guys talk about how hard it was at first, um, and basketball is more of a crowd game than baseball is. Baseball, you don't even really notice a crowd. There's no noise really at all. Um, but it's just it's different than anything you've dealt with. Um, you know, when we've played scrimmages in the past where there's no fans – it's weird. Uh, you don't have a you don't have a feel for a flow of a game and who's doing well. I can remember that one time we were playing Sunbold, and I, I we weren't we had no scoreboard up on the clock either. <laughs> and so I said, I, I just kind of looked down. I said, "What's it, how's it going?" He goes, "You're killing us." <laughs> I said, "Seriously?" He goes, "Oh yeah, you're ahead." And I but I but you just don't even know. You're you're just watching what you're watching. So it'll be harder to determine. Now you have a scoreboard now, but it, it'll be hard, a little hard to determine flow of a game and things like that because you won't have a crowd noise or things like that. So it'll be weird. It'll be weird for the players, but I'm just happy they're playing, I'm sure. Now, all league honors for two guys preseason here. Last year, George Dixon was an all-newcomer team guy. What didn't quite make it, but part of that is you, you look at who comes back. They actually had 11 guys on the preseason team, and they were all household names in the OVC. No, it's unbelievable. I mean, the, the when you look at this year's group, I think we've got the only two seniors. Maybe there's one other senior. Terry Taylor's a senior. Um, but everybody else is a junior or sophomore. So uh, there's no crime at all in not making it and not being preseason. And, uh, but that doesn't mean you can't go prove your way into to, – you can play your way into it. Um, because just because you w- were this last year, it doesn't, you're not ordained to be it again. Uh, you have to go earn it. And so that's, that, that's the way most guys look at stuff. Um, but it's for for sure, the league has just got tons of good players in it right now. And 
you know, if everybody stays, like, you know, everybody gets a year back, the OVC could be as good as it's ever been here in a year or so. Now, final question, really on Max Smith. We talk about his streak. I know last year you didn't want to talk about it a little bit because you didn't want to jinx him, but now he's at the point where it's like you're kind of excited and, and want him to get there. How has he approached this? How do you think this is kind of impacting him, or is he just kind of an even keel guy that acts like it's not going on? Yeah, I uh, we haven't talked. We don't talk about it. You talk about it only when you've had uh, you know a, an article or something. Um, I would imagine he thinks about it, you know, all the time, and and so um, that's that's a normal thing, and it's and it's usually. It's it's the reason why streaks are really hard to put together is because people, for the most part, the defense starts thinking about you and you start thinking about it. And so he really does need to just got, try to go play and not worry about it. But how you how do you tell a guy that? You know, I don't. I, there's just no way around it. So um, you'll go out there and you know hope, hope he's just not forcing up a bunch <laughs> of crazy ones to trying to get trying to get it done. And and he wouldn't. Uh, but I think that there's there, he's he's more aware of it you know now probably than he's ever been so we'll, we'll just see how it goes it's been no matter what happens it's been great all right appreciate your time jay this is eiu panthers podcast we'll be back with a couple of the players from this year's team as the panthers get ready to open the season next week at wisconsin and welcome back to eiu panthers podcast we're now joined by one of the seniors on this year's team george dixon and george i guess how excited are you to be able to maybe get out there and finally play some basketball i'm very excited to play you know it's been been a rough time during COVID season so I mean just being able to play I got to thank God for that. Now you came in last year you kind of were known as, as a guy that could get offensive rebounds in junior college kind of made your name doing that did the same thing here last year as an undersized guy kind of how do you do you, is that one of those things you kind of pride yourself in? Uh, for sure I do um, just having that will and power just to go and you know grab boards and you know just to make our team better as best as I can is just what I'm trying to do you know make a good team for ourselves. Now, I talked to Coach Spoonar about this earlier. Last year, you walk off the bus, and you at about 6'5", and Skip at about 6'6", are the big guys. This year, he brought in some big guys to help you. How does that maybe going to change maybe your role or maybe your approach on the floor? Um, uh, well, I can say it definitely <laughs> takes a lot of weight off our back. Uh, but uh, it's, it's very good to have um, some other big guys come in, and that can spread us out on the floor more and be able to do more wing stuff with the team and just, you know, open the floor for all of us, you know, and have backup for uh, down low guys. Now, a guy that's from Milwaukee, you got last year got to play at home and got to see some home fans. You guys are going to play at Marquette this year. They're not going to have any fans. So I guess what is that going to be like for you to be that close to home but not be able to have any any friends and family in the stands? Oh, uh, man, it sucks, man, just not having, you know, family members and friends there to watch me play at my hometown. But, you know, at least I get the uh, chance to play there, you know, and see some opponents that I played against in high school. So, you know, that's that's the fun thing about it. Now, you guys open or didn't open at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's second game of the season last year, opener this year. What do you think you can take from that experience last year to maybe help you guys and being prepared when you walk in for that opener this year? Um, just being prepared and um, knowing like what they're going to bring to the table. Um, taking last year, going over tape and film, you know, and seeing what able what we could, you know, better from um, last game. So I mean, just watching it, you know, preparing ourselves, you know, it's, it's a better shot for us to win. Now Panthers picked fifth in the league. That's probably about where they were last year. 
does that give you guys some extra motivation to kind of want in to get into that that top two, that top four, knowing how that sets you up for a, a possible tournament run? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, this year, like, we got it, you know. It, it just drives us to do better, you know. They predict us to be five, but I'm definitely in our hearts we're one. Now, is there a game that you kind of most look forward to playing in the OVC this year? Is it maybe the opponent that you're going up against or maybe a, a personal a guy that, that you know you're going to match up with that is kind of a little bit of a challenge for you? Um, I definitely want Austin P. Uh, Terry Taylor, yeah, I need that rematch with him. Um, he's, a great, he's a great opponent, you know, and um, I feel like I play at my top potential when I play him. So it's going to be a great game to see that. Now, what is you possibly get another season after this? But I know when you're a senior, you're going to get the chance to get the degree and then have to make some choices. What does win basketball has done at Eastern? What does life hold for George Dixon after that? Um, if basketball, you know, still proceeds, then you know I'm definitely going to take that route. But as of now, you know, I'm just trying to get my uh, just trying to get my masters and um, get my bachelor's too. So we're going to see. All right, appreciate. It. Thank you, George. Welcome back to the IU Panthers podcast. We're now joined by one of the other seniors on the team, Marvin Johnson. And Marvin, excited to get back out there, I guess, to play here after a couple months layoff. Uh, yes, sir. I'm pretty excited to get back out there. Now, for you, you came in last year as a, a junior college guy. What was maybe the biggest adjustment you needed to make from junior college to Division One? Um, just staying level-headed and um, staying, um, staying under control. Now, one of the things that, that I know Jay had to do with you, Coach Spoonauer did with you last year is – there were times in the year where you kind of were put at the point guard position. I think in junior college, you probably played more off the point. Is that an adjustment you had to make? And, and kind of what do you think is going to be your role on the team this year? Um, yeah, that was a big adjustment for me last year. Uh, well, I played the one a couple times at JUCO, but not as much as I played it here. And um, really, uh, I think I still have the same role as last year. Now, the, a lot of depth on the team. I talked to George about already about this. They brought in some extra size. You're a, you're a taller guard. So do those big guys, do that, does that change maybe the dynamic for a taller guard like you to maybe create some more offensive opportunities? Uh, yes, sir. It obviously does uh, give us more opportunities around the rim so I can drop the ball off and get assists. Yes, it does. Now, for you, is there a game you kind of looking forward to on the schedule that you kind of have circled? Uh, I think I got EKU on our belt. But that gave us 2 and one of my friends go there. He got me. And then I, I talked a little bit to, to George as well, and we did the women's preview last week. Right now, probably no fans at, at most of the games. What is that going to be like for you guys? Has, has there been a time you can remember where you really didn't play in front of fans? Um, yeah. Take, I, I say take it back to AAU days when we was kids playing AAU. That's it. And then one of the side notes on here, I was asking about this before we started the podcast. You kind of grew up around horses, and you do barrel racing, so kind of I would call cowboy-type stuff, rodeo-type things. What got you interested in that, and is that something you kind of plan on doing after college? Um, i kind of been um, riding horses, messing horses all my life. Uh, my father got me into it when I was a kid, and it just stuck with me. I like doing it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be still doing it after I'm done with college, yes, sir. Now, how does that work? Is there is there a circuit that you do, or you, have you been good enough? I know I've seen some like in in Vegas. Is that is that where you've been, or is that where uh, you're at, aspire to get to? Uh no, sir. <laughs> I just like to take care of my horses and my stock, sir. Okay. Well, good luck this season, Marvin. That's perhaps up EIU Panthers podcast. The Panthers will open up the season on November 25th at Wisconsin.